When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Glenn Williams, and I'm joined by the man himself, Nathan Blake, and Paul Bandonato. How are we, gents? I'm off, I'm off, I'm all right, I'm off. I've had enough, I'm off. <laughs> Superb impression. <laughs> Who do we think that was? Right, that's it, I'm out there. Thank you, thank you, I'm off. <laughs> Paul, who do you think that was? I'm just pulling you in. That, I presume, is Neil Harris. He's going to have a chuckle. Respo- at the post-Wigan press conference, responding your quest- to your question about why Joe Bennett was substituted. Because we want him, all right? Because we want him, all right? All right? Am all right? That? Yeah, always well, a bad EastEnders audition, one of the two. Okay, I'll just make sure. Have you quite got that Cockney accent right? I'm not sure. Listen, geezer, I'm off, all right? All right? <laughs> Okay. Very threatening. Right. My breath. Good start to the show. Yeah. <laughs> On today's show, we will be discussing the two-all draw against Wigan last weekend. Uh, we'll be combing through the midfield conundrum that's currently in Cardiff City's hands and then following on with some Ask Blakey and some predictions. So let's kick off then with, with that uh, Wigan game. Two all against Wigan, a game which beforehand looked a very winnable game, Blakey. Two all, not a particularly great result. Uh, typical result, I would say, of our season so far. Another draw. What was that 14, 15? Lost count. Yeah. Um, Said last week, I'm not going to get excited and carried away. Said that, didn't I? You did. Because uh, football has a tendency to uh, bring you down soon as you start getting up and uh, excited. So, listen, I just thought, great opportunity to, to, to really put pressure on those teams above you in the playoff spots. And um, there's another opportunity missed, really, or a great opportunity missed. How many more they'll get? I would say probably two or three before the end of the season. With what is it, 14 games, 15 games left? Yeah. Um, so maybe they'll get two or three more opportunities. But uh, at the moment, whether we've got enough to step on into the playoffs and have a good charge at it, I'm not so sure. I'll, I'll maintain my, my stance from the beginning of the season. I think we're... Uh, a top eight team, top ten maybe, top eight. Um, but I don't think we've got quite enough to get in the playoffs. I, I think if we were playing a slightly better brand of football, uh, and that's, you know, I know Neil Harris is, is, has tried to turn things around, but, I mean, look, our goals against Wigan or long throws. Um, and, hey, I understand. People say, if it works, it works. Yeah, great, but, you know... I just maintain if you put the ball on the floor a bit more and pass it a bit more and a bit more movement, a few better patterns of play and what have you, I don't think you draw those sorts of games. I think you go on and win them. Um, simple as that. 
So by saying that, you, you've maintained from the start of the season when Neil Warnock was in charge yeah. that this team was an eighth to tenth place team. Mm-hmm. You don't, you haven't seen sufficient improvement in this team to change your mind whatsoever that it could be a sixth to eighth team even. Or a, do you have to go? On, I've not I've not seen them put three wins back to back all season. I don't think. I think I'm right in saying that. And that's just off the top of my head. I've not even done any research on that. But I don't remember us going win, win, win. Mm. Um, if you're looking to be a top team uh, in what I call an average league this season, I don't think it's a good league at all. Uh, it's difficult, always is. The number of games, teams, much of a muchness. But uh, I look at the two at the top and Fulham and think phew, squads, very good. I probably put our squad up there as good as Leeds' squad. In all honesty, mm. but it then comes down to the brand of football you play, Glenn. I'll maintain that till the day I die. It's 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 what I was brought up on since I was six years old. I know how to play football. I understand football, and uh, there's some people can talk about percentages and chances and look what we've done. And listen, at the end of the day, this is the entertainment business. Also, you're looking to entertain your fans, and card fans love footballers. Love football. Paul, your thoughts on the on the two old draw? Um, well, before massive opportunity miss, but like Blakey, I've I've been here, seen it, done it with Cardiff City before, so I I wasn't anticipating a win at the weekend. Um, what I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment if I may, because I think that there are certain things that I think Neil Harris got wrong, mm-hmm. which I'd like him to take more accountability for. But I come on to that in a moment. I'd be interested to know yours and Blakey's views on that. Yeah. In terms of the brand of football. You know, we, we've been on all, all season about the need for Cardiff to play better football. Yet, despite playing woefully for ninety percent of the season, it's been pretty awful to watch. Even in victory, they're still only nine points off second place. It's an extraordinary situation, which perhaps demonstrates well a how hard Cardiff are to beat, but also b that the division is ordinary this year. Yeah, the dogs at the top aren't that good. Yeah, but what I would say is that. Against Huddersfield, I thought I saw a sea change, you know, sudden, and, and I saw it for the first 35, 40 minutes against Wigan as well. You know, it was actually quite a joy to be at Cardiff City Stadium on, on, in the first half on Saturday. I actually see Tomlin, Adoma and Murphy linking. You actually saw some proper creativity on the ground mm. for a change. Mm. And obviously we saw that in by the bucket load at, at Huddersfield in mm. that 3-0 win. So... I did see the beginning of a sea change there, I have to say, in proper football being played. I think Adoma's already made a big difference. And then, it, for me, it all fell apart when Murphy went in for that stupid challenge on their right back, Glenn. Yeah. Um, clearly, he'd been kicked a bit himself. He went in, you know, sort of daft challenge. I, I thought, crikey, you might even get a rip for that. It's a really bad challenge. And I don't know what it was after that. Did he feel guilty? Did he feel that he'd get kicked himself? But he stopped going past anybody after that. And then he got subbed in the second half. And I just felt that moment sort of... I know it sounds tough. That almost changed the momentum of the game for me with Cardiff, you know? Mm. I felt Wigan were there for the taking, but... Maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's... Seriously, maybe it's something we've said on here about... I've said about Murphy and the aggression part. Maybe he's just lost his head and, and, and... what I would say is, I've been in that position before where you lose your head and then you lose your performance level, maybe for 10, 15 minutes, but then you tend to come back when you generally calm down. But um, what I'd say is, he, he might be feeling like, I'm, I'm not going to be, 
I'm not going to be pushed around. And that's great, isn't it? And, and, but, and but I, I can't, I can't, I don't condone anyone trying to take someone out, but I totally understand it. And if he was my player, I'd be saying to him, you know, that's what, I, that's what I expect from you. When someone's kicking you, you know, fight back and also then go and ruin them then, for with whatever, the football. But for whatever reason, and this is my point, Blake, if for whatever reason, having played superbly for me up to, or, you know, pretty well up to that point, scored an excellent goal, beautiful finish, we didn't see it after that challenge. Maybe for whatever, it's something, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, but, but maybe um, it's something that he's just, he's just discovering now, that he's, he, he has, he is a, listen, I'm talking totally hypothetical here, right? But maybe he's now thinking, right, yeah, that is something I, I need to add to my game. I'm not going to be bullied and pushed around and kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked where then the referee gives me no protection mm. so what he's got to what I would say to him if I manage him or speaking to him I'm then saying okay but then you you have your 10-15 minutes where you, you, your head goes but then you get back on tra- track and you use that aggression in a different way to destroy this right. kid who's, yeah. Yeah. who's playing against you yeah. right go back to where he was yeah. while he was kicking you in the first place and now go and destroy him with that that's, aggression. That's brilliant guidance, actually. But I do think that you look. You both know I'm a huge fan of Josh Murphy, and and I do think that moving forward, I think Harris is finally we we're finally beginning to see the sort of team Cardiff should have been picking. Mm. Yeah, where you've got a fast, creative winger on one side, a Doma who's just come in. You've got Murphy who's really talented on the other. You've got Tomlin being picked and clearly the kingpin now. And obviously, you've got Pats and almost compliments him with his work ethic in front. And I, I wouldn't. I would love to be a centre forward I, amongst those three. I, this, <gasps> is, this is what I'm saying, Blakey. I just feel. I just feel that there's hope suddenly. Mm. There's proper creativity. Yeah. There's there's a bit of panache and, and pace there that has been missing. Mm. And I just hope that he sticks with with certainly those three behind whoever's playing up top. I think it should be Patterson at the moment, yeah. but whoever those three to me hold the key mm. to whether Cardiff charge into that top six or not moving mm. forward. Mm. I think the key is the nine. I think while Patterson gives you endeavour and you need it, like we said last week, how his passion and endeavour has almost kickstarted Cardiff into yep. this little run. Yeah. Um, I still maintain, like, if you're a centre forward, like I just said, if that's me, I'm, I'll get 25 goals with my eyes closed among those three. I know I will, plus what I can do myself. So, you know, if you're like the centre forwards who are at the club, you know, you've got to be thinking to yourself, well, I don't know what you'll be thinking to yourself in this situation, you know? He's, he's been so crucial to, to Cardiff recently, though, because uh, yeah, Rhys Chambers did, did a piece for our website this morning about... Was um, this Pogo Patterson? About, about, well, not about Patterson. He did, he did about um, set pieces and how I think Cardiff are top in the charts from set, set piece goals this year, mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. So it's horses for courses. I mean, he has to pick Patterson because he suits that style of play more. And while Neil Harris is trying to evolve this style of football, mm. he's still got Neil Warnock's squad. So while, yes, Paul is right in saying he's picking the right players in Murphy, Tomlin and Adoma in terms of creativity and creating those chances, mm. they still need Patterson because the line share of their goals are Yeah, if you're, if you're Danny Ward or Glatzel, you know, they, that, that, that just can't sit with me. I'm, I'm a striker. That can sit with me, mm. right? Pogo's done a fantastic job, as done every time he's played there. He won't let you down, right? But 
it, it, it's the difference between okay, Chuck Robert Earnshaw in that nine shirt. You're probably top of the table, mm. even the way we play, because you've got a goal scorer, a, a, someone who not only can score goals but can make goals on himself, run off the back of people, take advantage of people's slips and mistakes. That's what I'm saying. Is that it's not just about scoring goals from a from expecting your team to create for you. As a striker, you've got to be able to get that ball, roll some, and you know, run 30, 40 yards, cut inside and finish. You get six or seven goals a season like that. You get six or seven goals from set pieces. You get six and seven goals, you know, inside the six-yard box. You know. So do you think there's I mean, eighteen goals straight away? Do you think? Do you think, given that, that Glatzel would be the best option? No, he's not. He, he, I haven't well, seen. It's not. It's not Danny Ward, Blakey, because I just don't see it with Danny Ward the way so many fans do. I'm sorry, uh, I don't. It's it, been an impact, sir. I don't think you can start him. I, I I'd agree with that. I okay. totally agree with that, well, and, I, I and that's 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 the sad nature. But what I'm saying is, Paul, look how many strikers we've had in the last like. You could say decades since Vincent Tan has taken over, so and you, 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 not so one of them has been a, a, as good as a Chopra or so a Bothra. It's fascinating here you not agreeing with me, but even enthusing even more with than me about those three: yeah, Adoma, yeah. Murphy, Tomlin. That with a with a nine there, yeah, with an Ernie there. Uh, listen, with a, listen, it, it, you you get as a striker. They they, they come. They, I would have said before Tomlin would have come in the team. I'd be looking at and thinking, oh, it's going to be difficult to get 20 goals. All right? Tomlin in the team, well, that makes my chances to get 15, 20 goals, not bad. Murphy playing well. Okay. Now I'm getting to that stage where I know I'm going to be able to get 20 goals. Murphy, Adoma, Tomlin. Listen, you should be gone clear. You've got then like central midfield behind them who can dig. You know, you you four up the top have got to be become the goals, the creation, and then set pieces. You know, you're going to get your fair share from your centre backs and what have you. So you know, you, you really and truly got all areas covered. Full backs, you could get a bit more out of. I still believe getting forward, getting right right up high when the left one's there, coming in and maybe around the yard box and getting the odd goal or two. I think you get a bit more out of them, but. You know, you 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 got the basis, you got the nucleus of uh, of a of a good team, and that you can't look at these players and keep saying, "Oh, yeah, they're Neil Warnock's players, so they can't play football." I don't care whose players they are. You've been playing football since you're five or six years old. Pass a move. It's not difficult. It's muscle memory. If you do it regularly, regularly, it becomes the norm. Same as anything else. You know that. Speaking of strikers, then Kiefer Moore was the striker for for the opposition last Saturday. Someone would be key at Cartwheel in the X. Yeah, who's right? Who's right? Cartwheel. He scored two goals against Cardiff. I won't be Cartwheeling. Although I do have to say, I I thought certainly in the first half. He troubled Sean Morrison in a way I haven't seen Morrison trouble for some time. Well, he's got the same. Well, he's got the height. That's. I I thought Morrison would deal with that. No, because Morrison's not a jumper, is he? I've always said it. Morrison defensively, he doesn't. You don't see him tower about. Remember, like, uh, like, like manga. You you'll see jump and you know what I mean. He'll he'll really power. Morrison's more of a he uses his height and stature to almost lean over you. He does. You're right. Yeah, actually, he, no, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't jump. And, he doesn't yeah. hold in the air. He's not someone who will like jump and hold 
and then bang a header away or bang a header. He uses his height and his strength to kind of maul you and get over you, and that's where he's strong. So when you've got someone like Kiefer, who's a jumper, so he's like a basketball player. He, he'll like run and jump. You've seen after his celebration of his two goals, he'll run, jump, and do the old like slight Ronaldo thing, but with a bit of a fist pump. So we've seen him in Wales. He, he can hang in the air. And hang and wait for that ball to come that split second and also to me it was no surprise that Kiefer would give Sean a lot of trouble he would have given Morrison a lot of trouble he, you know that's where if you're Nelson that's where athleticism comes in I would say if I was Sean right switch sides or pick him up when he's your side but look step in front of him a bit make him foul you sometimes I, I actually thought he was quite good with his feet as well I thought he looked like quite technically he has done for Wales internationally he's, yeah. a, he's, he's a good player but he, you need goals. That's what I've always said. If you're a top striker in a championship, you, you minimum ask is 15 goals. How would it have changed his mindset that Cardiff were in for him in January? Have you ever had a team that you knew were in for you and then the next time you played against them, you're like, right, I'm going to show them, show them what they missed out on? Uh, no, I've never had that. I've had um, where I've played against the team and then within a couple of months they signed me mm. but I've never had it where because uh, most of the time well every time I moved I had a, like a selection of clubs it wasn't like uh, uh, the other way around so I've never been in that situation but I would I would think it would enhance uh, Kiefer knowing that card of him for him plus he probably wants I'll say this kind of like but he probably would look forward to coming to a Welsh club Right now playing for Wales, and he's played at Ninian Park so many times. You don't realise how when you get used to playing at the ground, you know. I would say little things like colours. You know, when you're involved in the game, all the fans, right, are just like a blur. So there's certain things that stand out, like hoardings, uh, maybe seating, and you can use these as like angles for where you are on the pitch for if you got your back to goal I know by the opposite end and by where the goal is over my left shoulder or something like that and I'm on the left hand side of the pitch back to goal and I'm going to turn and do something crazy with the ball but all these things come into play so it was no surprise to me that he had a really good game I, I, I expected him to play well if he, if he started I thought he'd play well I suppose we have to come on to the, the other talking point then, which is Joe Bennett's substitution at, at half-time. Um, a bit of a strange one, I guess, in, in terms of his Neil Harris's post-match press conference, which I've just played to you in full this morning, Blakey. Um, so, he got taken off at half-time with Cardiff 2-1 down. Leandro Bakuna brought on, slotted in at right-back, Jazz Richards slotted in at left-back. So when asked after the game... Um, Neil Harris said, I took him off because I'm a manager and I make strong decisions. That's why, that's why. And then when I, asked, when I followed that up, he said, sometimes you just have to make decisions at stages in games or moments in changing rooms. And I decided to take Joe off at half time. How do you both read into those? Moments in changing rooms. That's the yeah. well, a little wreck, probably. That's, that's what I <laughs> that one. Yeah, it happens all the, not all the time, but it's happened plenty of times. It's happened to, and it happens to, um, <coughs> So in my day, you had more of a, I would say, you know, those who were the people that were older than you and you learned from were very much, it was like a straight talk in 
you know environment yeah you just say you said everyone said what they said but at the same time you respected the manager and the only person i seen uh have it with eddie may was phil stant but it was the old i'll get up but hold me back he was we was the god of the lion. I wouldn't right? I want to tangle with either. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I don't think listen, I, I don't think that he was where Eddie was. If I'm or if I'm it's like you know, it'd be like the gypsy king VB. It's just not a contest. <laughs> He's just gonna blast me all over. Right? So I uh I I have seen it and I've been I've been involved in those situations myself. I had it once with uh, Dave Jones majorly. Um I seen uh Chris Sutton and Graham Sooners go at it. I've seen I've seen lot I've seen it lots of different times. So it's it's nothing new, you know, you're grown men and you might have a difference of opinion. Um, the surprise was that he hooked him and then had to effectively move players out of position yeah. into weaker positions which probably weakened you as a team if I'm totally honest mm -hmm. so I call that cutting off your nose a bit you know what I mean uh, you know I, I think what's, at the end of the day I don't know. Sometimes I've seen it with Ferguson, Alex, Alex Ferguson, where he's had rag with players, but then, oh, you're not allowed to talk to me like that in front of the rest of the team. You challenge my authority. But I always say, you're men, it's going to happen. You know, you all, at the end of the day, you all got the same common goal. You're all trying to get success for your team. And sometimes you'll disagree. And sometimes you will severely disagree to where sometimes you see players come to blows on the same team. I've seen that plenty of times where two players start rowing to the point where it starts kicking off in the dressing room. It's great to watch, <laughs> but it happens. So I, I, I feel a bit for Bennett, but at the same time, I understand Neil Harris slapping him down because, you know, he's in a position where he's taking over another man's squad, right? This is what you've got to think of more than anything else. It's, I, I don't think it's a personal thing. I think he's thinking, look, if I let him challenge my authority and then to that degree allow it, with no punishment, then I'm going to give myself a problem. So like a statement So I'm going to slap him down and let him know, yeah, yeah, you can have your piece, you can say it. There's a way to say it. So if you say it in a way that disrespects me, again, we're I'm speaking hypothetically, that disrespects me, then I'll slap you down, put you at the place. I doubt Bennett will start next game. That would be the interesting one. Yeah. If, if, if the managers let it go, they've spoken, Bennett starts. If he doesn't, if he doesn't start, then, you know, then there's probably a bit of underlying beef still carrying on. Paul, your, your views on that, or do you not have any? Or? Well, no, I do. Um, I mean, we don't know what was said in the, in the change rooms. What I would say, I mean, you both know I'm a massive Joe Bennett fan. Um, I thought, I disagree with you on this, Glenn. I thought he was playing poorly. Mm. I thought he probably had his worst 45 minutes I've seen really? this season. Yeah, I thought he was really troubled down that side. And maybe the first goal where Carter completely switched off from that corner. Correct. Everybody everything. switched off. But everybody. Yeah. But he may have blamed Bennett for that. I don't know. And may, maybe there were... Look, I'm, I'm speculating here. Maybe that this is what led to a potential changing room conversation which he's talking about there, Neil Harris. Um, but what I would say is that Joe Bennett, and it sounds daft this, but he's a second-half footballer, Blakey. He, he often... Like Cardiff as a whole struggles to get into a game to start with, although it was particularly 
troubled in this particular case and on that particular game, but he invariably plays superbly in the second half of games, and I just thought, in that respect, I I, I see it both ways. I actually admire a manager who makes bold decisions like that at halftime. I really do. Mm. Um, but I think he has to. I yeah. think I don't think if there was an argument that's ensued, depending on the level of it. I think if you're the manager, you, yeah. So, so I don't really have an issue with that. Where I do take issue with 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 Neil Harris's um, sort of aftermatch comments, if you like, and it's just blaming the referee, you know, about the goal, which I personally think Nelson did knock Marshall off stride. So for the goal, yeah, for yeah, the goal, it was, it was disallowed. It wasn't, so that so wasn't, to, that say, to say that that yeah, was a that definite a good goal, goal, right? I, I just, you know, t- so he blamed the referee, blamed him for for the. Early challenge on Will Vaux that he thought should have been a red card after 15 seconds. I do agree. And, with and that. He, but he said he's named four and says I I'd rather two penalty appeals as well. I, I know you know you can't just go blaming the referee. We call it clutching. You've, you've drawn at home to win. You've got to look at the real reasons here about why the teams are from. Now I thought I thought the other substitutions were quite boring to be honest with you. They were Neil, they were Neil Warnock type like for like Hoylett for Murphy. Patterson for Ward. I, I think Patterson was more likely to score a goal in the last 20 minutes than Ward and should have stayed on. And I'm looking at it thinking, look, you're playing Wigan, a team near the bottom, on your own patch, having to win. You've got a 3-0 win against others behind you. Go for the joke. Go and destroy them. Go and destroy them now. What was Marlon Pack doing to influence that game? Take Pack off. Change, change the... Change, dynamic. Change the dynamic of the mm. team. Put, put another. Yeah, but he, he, he did. You're right, but I don't think he was influencing. No, no, I you know what I mean. Yeah, and and I just feel that the substitutions were conservative rather than game changing. Let's put it that way. <coughs> and and I just think that. Okay, is there an argument to say that Neil Harris, without having funds, real funds in January? Uh, hasn't been able to bring in because well, we ha- we have to we have to be fair, don't we? We have to we try do, and reflect all. But let's let's just rewind a little bit to the start of the game. Why did Cardiff start so poorly again? Why? why that, did, that's been a why, that's a, been a did, reoccurring why, theme all I know, season. Why I don't did know they why. switch off for that corner? It's a mentality, why, I would say. Um, so you know, I think that these are the issues. I hope that the manager is addressing these, which are the real issues behind the scenes, rather than. A goal that maybe was and maybe wasn't, a couple of penalty appeals that maybe were and maybe weren't, a challenge after 15 seconds, which we know isn't going to get a red card, rightly or wrongly, because it's happened so early in the game, and, and he's right in that respect. But you know, deal with deal with the bigger. I just think deal with the real issues about why Cardiff didn't win that game, rather than say it was down to yeah, the referee. But you, right you, you got, yeah, you, and but you, all managers do, don't they? They all deflect. They it's all easy deflect. to bag the ref. Bag yeah, the yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy. And he, and he, he knows. I, he probably, you know... We're not I, stupid, players. Yeah, the fans are not stupid. I, well, we've you said know. that many times, Paul, you're not going to get it. But from his point of view, I can understand what he's what he's saying. I don't don't agree with what he's saying. I, like I said, I agree with you, Paul. I don't think the, the Nelson goal was a goal. I thought it was a, a free kick for sure. It was, it was Morrison's uh, Morrison's goal. I just thought Nelson was I thought, uh, come off. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought, because the keeper flapping, what, pushed it on to Morrison then, was it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that um, that was never, never, shouldn't have been allowed. So, but I understand also the, the, the deflect. That's what, what managers do. They try and take you away from 
the actual, the real issues, the real issues yeah. And there, there's clearly, after the interview I heard, um, there's clearly issues but that's fine, going as on. As long but as that's those issues are being dealt with, there's yeah, the but real don't take, reasons and also the don't take them personally. It's, it's usually like most of the incidents I mentioned earlier, one or two didn't, but most of them, you know, next day it's it's kind of forgotten about. You know, it's, it's, it's actually becomes like the running joke of the dressing room. Like you go in and you know, two of the lads, one is pretending to be the manager, one's pretending to be the player, and they're having a ding dong. Like you know, it becomes a running running joke. But um, yeah, I look I look at what he said, how things have gone, and I I just think looking at the the the, the bigger the whole picture. Then, like I said, there's there's a problem with funds, the problem with players that he may have wanted to bring in. I, I've always maintained the squad is too big, so you need to cut it rather than add to it. So there, there's, but there's lots of. Um, it, it 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 doesn't run smooth. It, it's there's there's lots of little problems here and there. Do you understand what I mean? It's like so you might say, well, no trans proper transfer kitty. Uh, struggling to get a striker. Trying to play a brand of football that is better, but you know these players are kind of stuck in a in a way that is more Neil Warnock style than Neil Harris style. I don't think we've really seen Neil Harris style. Like you said, we've been a couple of games. Uh, we thought it was starting to develop into something and transition into something different. But then you look at the goals and our opportunities. They mainly come from well, they they did three opportunities really come from long throws. Against Wigan, so you know, not a not a lot of football in a very common being played. I, so there's like what I'm saying is lots of like bits and bobs that are inaccurate, uneven. It's not smooth. And I always say, in order to gain promotion and to gain like you know, everyone's got to be on the same page. It's like an arrowhead. It's all everybody, everything, club, commercially, everything. It's got to be pointing in the same direction. And for the common goal, and that's always going to be difficult when a, a a young manager as well comes in and takes over a real old, experienced manager's not real old, <laughs> you know what I mean? Older manager's team, basically. First of all, you've got to win those characters over. You've got to win those big characters over in the dress room, and they got to believe in what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve, you know. And if if that ain't the case. You know you're gonna have a diff. You're gonna have it's gonna be difficulty. So, at the moment, and then you this leads back then to the the decision makers. You know, so I say you just don't make decisions blindfolded. I think that's that's a combination. This you've seen a combination now of, of what happens. If you just keep making decisions blindfolded all the time, kind of like you know the finger in the dike situation. I'll just patch that up. I'll just patch that up. Just put that there. Just put that. You know, if you're bringing in Neil Harris, he got to have some sort of plan that he's working towards that you've agreed before you've agreed to take him on. So it's, to me, the frustration it, it, for everybody is bore, probably bore out of, because it's, it, the inadequacies is, because it's so uneven everywhere. It's, it's, it's not, it's not as, because you remember before Warnock came in, it was kind of like that. And he managed to come over in and seemed to smooth everything over. Everyone seemed to be happy. Fans seemed to be happy. Board were happy. Players were happy. 
And what happened? Woof, he went on a charge, right? But that quickly fell down, right? Because it wasn't built on strong foundations. It was just built on his experience mm. as a manager, basically, and able to turn things around real quickly. He's done it before, he had done it at Rotherham. But if, if you're going to plan for two, three years, now that's not the way to do it. Hence, I'll go back and say, well, I thought once you got to the Premier League, right, you've got back on track. It's where you wanted to be. You were slipping away from it. Warnock managed to get you back on track. Right, now keep building, keep going forward, you know, rather than say, right, okay, we'll just take a year in the Premier League, take our medicine and, and we'll be off again. No, because there's no guarantees you're going to get there again in the next 10 years. Well, I think that's uh, Wigan thoroughly dissected. Mm. Um, we'll be back in part two after this short break. Welcome back. And in this section, we will be talking about Cardiff City's midfield dilemma. So, at the moment, the incumbents are Marlon Pack and Will Vogt, both of whom have been doing fairly well. I would say Will Vogt's probably been doing better of the two. He's... he's garnered more praise from, from the fan base, I would say. Um, but it, this is the first time now where this bubbling sort of midfield conundrum is, is going to come to a head this weekend because I think from what we glean is that Joe Rawls is going to become back available again. Rawls has only played one 90 minutes under Harris since he's taken over. Um, started off the season like a train. Um, and now he has the conundrum of Pack, Vox, Bakuna and Rawls all coming to contention this weekend. Um, Paul, what are your thoughts on, on those four and where do you think Harris will go this weekend? Um, I, I think that Harris deserves great praise for making some bold decisions, albeit belatedly, but he finally made them. He dropped Aidan Flint, who for me was part of the problem with the team. You know, expensive Neil, Harris, uh, Neil Warnock signing, six million with add-ons. Um, if we go in, back into the Premier League big call to drop him for the Swansea game if memory serves me right drop Neil Etheridge which was an even bigger call but we can see with Smithies' distribution it's sort of he's beginning to change this style of play that, yeah. that, you've yeah, called, that we've called for yeah. Blakey yeah. he has finally chosen Murphy and Adoma ahead of Hoyler and White and so there's more of a cutting edge there. He's given his head to he's given a head to Lee Tomlin, who clearly is the kingpin of the team now, yeah. I'm just wondering if he needs to make one more big decision surrounding Marlon Pack to give more mobility and athleticism and legs into the midfield. I mean, let's be honest, even against you know, we you know, kind of don't dominate games. They did against they don't really dominate control the midfield in games and and I'm not saying this should happen, by the way, because I see lots of attributes Pack brings to that team. I didn't see it with Flint necessarily, but I most certainly do with Pack. Mm -hmm. So he has far more latitude as far as I'm concerned. But for me, he still drops too deep into centre-back positions when they should be shoving him out of there. And I'm not convinced there's enough legs in that and dynamism in that midfield. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that Bakuna and Rawls can necessarily offer that, offer more than Pack, but I don't know. Part of me is beginning to think that maybe another big call might need to be made here by Neil Harris because I don't think the midfield is 
controlling games as the midfield should to make the most out of that dynamic for the front three that you mentioned earlier on, Blakey. Blakey's smiling at me. He's letting me hang, in, hang myself. No, no, no. It's opinions, isn't it? Listen, Will Vaux has done really well since coming yeah. in. Yeah. Right? I'm beginning to see why Neil Warnock played through a million for him. I think he's doing really well. Yeah. Um, Blakey's a massive fan of Bakuna. Fans, lots of fans are big fans of Joe Rawls. Suddenly there's... Well, there's got four, only, haven't you? There's four for two positions all of a sudden, mm. whereas there's been a... You know, mm. it's, been it's been two bare, for two. Bare yeah. bones yeah, yeah, previously, yeah. you know? So it's a good um, problem to have. But the problem for me is the centre-backs. That's where the problem lies. The reason why the pitch is so long is because your two centre-backs aren't ballers. They, uh, Morrison likes to drop deep because he's always scared of the pace and behind him. Um, but neither one of your centre-backs can bring the ball out and play. You've resolved the issue with your goalkeeper and his feet. You've now got a goalkeeper who's a very good shot stopper, very good all-round, but great with his feet. That gives confidence to people. You've seen that. Now, you've got two centre-halves you said Marlon Pack, I've made this point before, stop dropping into the back line. Two centre-halves, two proper centre-halves would... He would be out. He, 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 they don't want him in there. All right? So the fact that they're allowing him, I think is Nelson's inexperience. That's where his inexperience of playing in league when and coming up to a higher league. So he's just getting on with his job. All right? But Morrison knows he's not a ball player. Right? Morrison should be... Right, telling Pack, if you don't stay out of here, we're gonna have a problem. Right? It gets to that point. Right? Because I and the conundrum of four central midfield is a great conundrum to have. Right? Because I played at Bolton with John Sheridan, played in World Cups, Per Franson, Alan Thompson, and Jamie Pollock. Everyone remember Jamie Pollock from Cardiff Middlesbrough days. But you had four very, very... John Sheridan could pass anyone off the pack. Unbelievable pass of the ball. But couldn't get in the team because Alan Thompson and Per Franson fitted what we'd done and had... Shares with mind me saying he had a knee like a balloon at that point, but he had, they had better athleticism, right? But what you had was Chrissy Fairclough and Jerry Taggart behind them, two beasts of centre-halves, played at the top level. If... Alan Thompson or Per Franson would have stepped into Jerry Taggart's area or Chris Fairclough's area, they would have got their heads pulled off. It would have happened once or twice in a season. Now Marlon is thinking, I've got to go and cover, cover, cover. And, and sometimes he's right. He's not got the athleticism. I don't, I don't criticise him for what he's doing. Right? What I say is, it's, it's his responsibility in part, but it's also the responsibility of the two centre-halves to make sure... If I'm a centre-forward and the winger keeps running into my space, we're going to have it. I'm going to tell him, get out. We've all heard it. You've probably seen it in games. You, you tell him to get out. So for me, the real problem for Cardiff at the moment lies in... I would be searching high and low for centre-half who could come in and play some football and also has athleticism. All right? Because you've got the athleticism in, in Nelson but not a great ball player. I'm sure we all accept that, right? He can, can improve, something for him to improve on. And Sean, not a great passer of the ball, but strong defensively and decent leadership qualities, right? Go a long way back, is what I said. Sometimes you build your, your team around uh, a Bruno Manga, 
right? It's the start. Because imagine now, I know it's wishful thinking, but I'm trying to make the point of the importance of recognising certain players and their qualities. If you're going to transition into a different style of football, they had to come by. You spent six you let Bruno Manga go and spent six million on Aiden Flint. Give three million that to, to, to Manga to make him stay. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and there, for me, lies a problem. Now, if you're then saying the choice of the four midfielders right now, Joe, that's what injury does, sorry. So you're at the back, you're at the back of the pack. Is a choice between Bakuna, Volks, and Marlon Pack. That's where the conundrum is for me, those three. Joe's going to have to come, get on, play well, play well in training, and get above those three players. If it happens, great. But right now, you come off injury, you're at the back of the pack. That's, that's just the way it is, I'm afraid. These boys are playing in front of you. So, so which, Bakuna's played well. Right now, I'm which going... Which two would you pick up? Bakuna and Vox, right so, now. So you're agreeing with me about pack, then? I'm not, I'm not agreeing in the same sense. I'm agreeing in the sense of dynamism. Right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I yeah, think that it but you say he more... keeps dropping in the back, which we've we've spoke about before. But I'm trying to explain why he's and, dropping and in the I'm back, in my is, opinion. I, and I get all that, and, but I'm saying that because he isn't the most mobile, the quickest midfielder, mm-hmm. it just because he's dropping so deep, it's affecting the shape of the team further forward, mm. and maybe that's yeah, the why, pitch is too long. Yeah, the pitch is too long, mm. and so. Um, but that's what I'm saying. You don't. What I'm saying is, it's become like like a muscle memory, like muscle, a habit. Yeah. I haven't so seen him at Bristol. I want to make it abundantly clear here. I'm not calling out Pack in terms of you know because I think he brings a lot to that team. He brings you know he, he can pass the ball. He's big. He's got stature. He's got leadership qualities in the midfield as well. Well, yeah? you I just touched on that. Yeah, can cool. I just say I, I, think I got think, a lot going for him. I, I think oh, I don't think. I mean, I'm suggesting this might be a reason why he keeps getting picked. I think Neil Harris might think that there is a lack of leadership in that side. If you look, Lee Pelty is gone in January. Aidan Flint's not playing. Wherever you think of him is a leader, very vocal on the pitch. Sol Bamba's not playing anymore. So you look at that side, really. Edwards is very vocal in goal. Smithies is a little bit, maybe not as much. So you look at that side now, and you're going through the team that he's picking. Without Pack, you may be only looking at... Sean Morrison, Morrison as your leader? Well, well, I don't agree with that because Will Vaux was captain of Rotherham at the age mm. of 22 for three years. You know, you've got to have something about you leadership wise if you made a captain, a regular captain at yeah. Championship football at the age of 22. Mm. I, you know, I've said this before, I've seen Neil Vaux come on at that stadium for uh, Will Vaux come on at the stadium for Wales in the closing minutes of the game of a qualifier against Slovakia, I think it was. And bossing Gareth Bale around, so yeah, um, he's I'm, confident. I'm, I'm, but but having said all that, I, I think you know Pat clearly does bring that to the to the party. But just part of me is thinking about is is another big call necessary from Harris now to create more mobility and dynamism to that midfield. I think all you need to do, sorry, Paul. I think all you need to do is they need to decipher on who's going to hold because they play two two centre midfielders with Tomlin ahead. So what they've got to decipher is out of the three or four midfielders is one of you is going to hold, generally, yeah. more of the time, and one of you is going to play eight, but you're going to play eight from a six position. So you're going to play two sixes effectively, right? But one of you is going to have the heart and lungs to get back and forth. Bakuna can do that. Volks can do that. Rouse, if you're going to play, Rouse can do Rouse can that. Do that. Can do that. But I would say that. the most... I, I would say Volks and Bakuna, to me... 
I've shown I would pick those two before I would pay um, pick uh, no Rawls Rawls right that's that's just my personal opinion but I in, in this league the way it is we should be at the stage now where you can play Pack on his own Volks on his own Kuna on his own Rawls on his own as a six an eight playing alongside them box to box but that eight is supporting Tomlin so when Tomlin goes out into those wider positions and does a little pattern you've got someone breaking into the box with the centre forward and the far winger and then your full back coming into that midfield position say it's Bennett coming up into that midfield position so you're sitting and then you leave your two centre backs alone and maybe Jazz Richards tucks in a bit but you, you, you're, then, you're then able to press teams in so there's there's a you know, we're talking tactics now. You know what I mean? And I understand the dilemma with, with Marlon, but for me, there, there's one or two things you could do which would alter his thinking and then ultimately that would alter performance of not just him, but others around him. But it's what you're demanding from your player. Bakuna's got the legs, most definitely. Great athlete mm. to get up and down all day. Volks, he's like a machine. Rose he's got the, he's well. got the legs to get up and yeah. down all day, right? Rouse has got the legs to get up and down, but I would say athleticism has been a problem for Rouse when he's played central midfield in the past. Bakuna and Volks, I don't see athleticism being a problem for them too, right? Packer see athleticism being a bit of a problem. So you play him because he's big, stature, leadership qualities, as Glenn said. I'd say right, he'd be my main holder. I I don't expect him to get in front of the ball. He's the and he's always brave enough to take the ball, and he's a decent, he's a good passer of the yeah, ball. Yes, yeah. Right. So, I would personally, I'm saying I would probably sit athleticism Volks machine as a six, Kuna as my eight, and you've got Tom in the head of him. But I'd have no problem if you said right, I'm gonna say well I would sit Pack as my six and. Uh, Volks as my eight, and you know Tomlin ahead of him. I I provided pack place uh, further I mean, up the pitch. Yeah, but then that's the game comes down to my two centre halves, <laughs> not just Pack. Pack is always of the feeling that he's got to cover somebody. I'll never forget the game against Charlton where Pack went into a sort of a left back yeah, position and stuff. It was like crazy. Kuna's out on the left hand side. That's just ill discipline, right? That's just ill discipline. But you're right. It has become a bit of a habit for Marlon to, to drop in. And I under, I've seen it before where players think they're, they're protecting. They're protecting, but actually, it's it's the flip side. It's it's a hindrance because it, it, it then loses shape. You know, I've played with players who run all over the pack, you know, run past players to close players down. And the crowd gives a whoa. But the players in the dressing room are like, what are you doing? Just keep losing our shape because of you. Yeah. Right? So it's a discipline. So I, I understand, but for me, between I think it's a beautiful, it's a great choice, a great conundrum to have between Rouse, Pack, Volks, and Bakuna. Uh, and like I said, Rouse has come back of injury, so automatically come back to the back of the queue. You know, it's not like if a Tomlin gets injured and comes back, he he kind of goes straight back in because he's a he's a one-off in the position he plays. But you've got a choice of three. I'll choose a four here. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm not bothered whether it's Marlon as the holder, Volks as the holder, but to me, they've... And if it would it would help the transition of football they're trying to play because you've now got 
a midfielder who not only joins in down the central central belt going into the box trying to get goals but he can run in behind defenders left backs right backs it then starts to open things where then wingers can come off and fullbacks can rotate and it, it, it just changes the whole dynamic but then that is then a coaching thing right you have to work on those moves and those ideas for the the muscle memory as i mentioned earlier i've, I've seen a few people um say on twitter about potentially playing a diamond with Marlon Pack as a six, and then potentially Vox and Bakuna um, straddling either side there. Do you think there's any merit in that? And then Tomlin. And then Tomlin in the front of the diamond with Pack at the base. Okay, and then, so then you've got the width though. Well, exactly. That's the, always the, the counterbalance, isn't it? When you yeah. Play a diamond? Yeah. I don't think. I don't think. Be, I don't think between them they get enough goals to do that. If you're going to play a diamond, you've got to have midfielders who score goals. I've got a knack of scoring goals, like a Gary Speed go wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the diamond, Speed goes fantastic. Why? Because he gets you 15 goals a season. It, you know, that's the ultimate, right? Is it, you don't just say I'll play a diamond because I've got four players who can play a diamond. Does that make you stronger or weaker? Are those diamond players, can they get goals? Mm. Or can they just play in the diamond? Do you understand what I mean? dropping a winger for something. Right, like and winger, you might be dropping someone who, not only assists with three or four goal or three or four chances a game, but is liable to get you a goal every three or four games. Also, now if the same is said about the players in the diamond, then okay, it's, it's no problem, is it? You've got a choice. So, if we were all to be pushed on, on who the, the two midfielders would be, um, Blakey, Blakey, <laughs> Bakuna, and, and Yeah, I've gone for that athleticism. It's not. It's not do do Marlon's. Uh, ability or anything like that it's just I'm just thinking athleticism and and be on the cover and and I think and and building an understanding is important as well and and you Paul well if if Pat were to play a 10-15 yards further forward I would have him because as Blakey said you know let's not underestimate this he's always prepared to take the ball Mm. so you know that's a big quality to have in the heat of championship battle he's got presence he's got stature he's a good passer but if that's not happening Kind of, there's an issue in that midfield area. They do need more legs and athleticism to link, you know, the two areas of the field. So, I w- I would probably be inclined to go with Volks, who I think's played really well. And I think once he's come back, I I would put Joe Rawls in there with him. <laughs> For Horace Worth, I think I would uh, agree with with Blakey. I think uh, I think Bakun has been excellent this season. I, I've often sang his praises. I know he has his detractors which go back I think he can do more as well yeah there's there's been games where where he's trying to get we're trying to get back in the games and no one gets into that mood where he's he's athletic yeah he grabs the game right he can play on the wing he's so athletic yeah right when he gets into that mood and then you see him starting to get into the crowd and get them g'd up I've only seen it three or four times but when he's on it you know and I wasn't a massive fan of Leandro I'll be honest with you I thought you know, not sure, but taking him some time, settled down, and he's become a really good player. And I, I just not become a really good player. He's already a good player, a really good player for us at this moment in time. I, I just think you can even get more from him. I would, I would, I would be saying to him, the athleticism is frightening. Why don't you want to get ten goals a season on the back of that? I just think that once it, they're all back to full fitness. 
I think where Joe Riles scores over the others is that he's a better passer of the ball. <gasps> not a chance. Oh, yes. Not a chance. I'm not making it right to be jabby or anything. No, stage, but for but me, yeah. one of Joe's major problems is he passes it sideways. He doesn't pass the ball forward. Take it from a centre forward. It's, uh, there's so many opportunities, and I've said it for years. I think Joe, he's got a sweet left foot, which yeah. can be even sweeter. Yeah. But too many times, his option is the safety option. Right, I like I've said, he should be looking to play off a striker in, get it back, and, have, and he's blasted past the centre well, midfielder. Got the ability to do that, hasn't he? They've all got the ability to do it. He just doesn't do it. Okay, well, uh, obviously, uh, hot <laughs> no, Paul had not finish. <laughs> no, no, I just want to finish by saying, despite everything we've said there, I don't anticipate any of this happening. It'll, nah. be, it'll be pack and roll, pack and vaults for. Um, if we get beauty, we can do it for ourselves uh, for Stoke on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, so obviously a point of discussion there let us know your views on Twitter Cardiff City Live and on Facebook as well we'll be back just after this with some Ask Blakey and some predictions subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk welcome back to the final part of Ask Blakey where we will be asking the great man your questions so let's go straight to Twitter so we've got we got four questions from, from somebody called Jensen, okay? All right, so, Jensen, but so, now are you, mate? So we'll have to keep them short and sharp. Um, first question he asks is, do you feel Sanderson needs a run in the team? Do I feel sadness what? Sanderson needs a run in the team. Oh, Sanderson? Yeah. Uh, How do you think Jazz has been? Uh, I think Jazz has found it difficult coming back into the team. I said, I think we said last week, he's had some wingers to cope with in fairness to him. But he's been out a very long time. Um, and uh, you can't you can say he's, he's struggled at times, but he hasn't been rinsed at any sort of time. No. Where, you know, you have to drag him off for his own, his own sanity sort of thing. So, um, and I haven't seen Sanderson, I'll be honest with you. So I, I don't know, I'd have to, He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to play a couple of games, and then we can have the discussion like we did about the four in midfield. We've seen all four of them play in a Cardiff shirt. We know what they bring. So I suppose it didn't bode well that Kuna was brought on instead of him. Um, well, then it builds the question: Why did you bring him in in the first place yet again? You know what I mean? And I was reading an article. Uh, I think uh, from Mehmet saying how much like they'd invested a hundred on million. Uh, in the championship and the Premier League, and I, and I just think that's that's a lot of money. Under Warnock, that was. Yeah, I know, and that's a, that's 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 a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? And you know, to come out of there with no no star quality. You're now looking at Tomlin as your star quality, aren't you? I mean, but how old maybe, is Lee? Maybe. How old is Lee? Thirty-one. One. Yeah. So you might have another year or two at best in him. Uh, you know, it's like it's an awful lot of money to build where you're not looking back and going, or you're not looking at the squad and going, yeah, yeah, but another three or four months when he turns 22, 21, 22, he's going to be. So, but hey, so what happens if you if you spend money and you don't really know what you're spending on? Jensen also asks, do you think Bennett is liked by Harris? I'm not sure how much insight you've been to providing that one. Oh, lately, I would say. Maybe they li- they like each other, but probably uh, let's say probably not after Saturday. 
Maybe it's cleared yet on a Monday though. Do you think Ed Ridge will be first choice any soon? No, that's that's I that's. Think that's done really well, I it? think that fight is over. To be honest with you. Mm. Potentially see him going in the summer. Yeah. 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 Um, and finally, from Jensen, is can you see us getting playoffs? Where will we finish? <sighs> finish eighth, seventh, eighth. Oh, he's got up one place. Yeah, I mean, I, just outside the playoffs, I think. You know, if we if if we do, great. Like I said to you last week, I love them to prove me wrong. But opportunities come along like Wigan, and they get missed. And like I used to say, the Tucks, God rest him, is you 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 run out of games. You you do run out of games because you when if you do get into that playoff spot, then you can't afford to lose. So the pressures now, the dynamic of the pressure changes, and your mentality changes. Right, it's like running from the front or running from second place. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's a total different dynamic. The pressures change, and people go, "Oh, once you're in there, oh, that's it, we're in." Well, I think Preston dropped out of it. Preston were in it and dropped out on the weekend, I think. Um, if, no, they're still six. Still they're still six, are they? But they lost. Then? Um, yeah, they did. They, they lost, so level on points with Preston yeah. and seven. Yeah, so they'll be three points ahead of us now. Yeah. Right, so. You know, I say four points doesn't sound a lot, but it is difficult to, to to close because a team can afford to have, you know, if you have three draws, they can afford one win, and you know we're still on four points mm. difference between us. But that's three games have gone. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the opportunities like Wigan, you know, you've got to take them when they come along. A, a proper, proper, serious team was going for promotion, and not talking about promotion. They take those opportunities. Okay, Ryan Moore asks. All right, Ryan. Is there any change in the style of play under Harris? Possession stats virtually the same as under Warnock. First goal against Huddersfield apart, still reliant on set pieces. Emperor's new clothes? Question. Yeah, this is something that we we we've looked at and and kind of analysed. And like I said, the goals, the two goals, and the best opportunity against Wigan were all long throw-ins. And they're throwing the ball in from 30 yards away now, you know, 10 yards outside the 18-yard box. I think there's, uh, Paul mentioned earlier, there's there have been games where you can pick out, right, or oh, that that is better football. But that needs to become the norm. Do you know what I mean? And if you're struggling to get, if you're 1-0 down or 1-1 in the last 10 minutes and you're going for it, then maybe you can resort to this you know, aerial bombardment, Cardiff are very good at. Hmm. But they need to, they need, they, they need to definitely in transition. They they do need to be playing more football because you've got now players who, that's that's what they're best at. You know, Murphy, passing the ball on the floor at his feet. Tomlin the same. You know, Adorma the same. You know, so for me, and those are that's where the pressure is to get the goals. So for me, it, you have to try and transition a bit more and, and things do need to improve footballing while still here. Yeah. And just finally from Tum Lewis. Tim or Tum? Tum. Tum. Oh. says, following that atrocious referee in display Saturday, what is the worst game Blakey has played in when it comes to bad officials? Oh, Scrape the archives man. there. I would probably go Bolton Newcastle when the referee was Keith Cooper. Oh! <laughs> oh. Dig! 
<laughs> I'm only joking. He shouted, but he told me off uh, in the game. We always have a little bit of a laugh and joke about it. I was complaining about Janola diving. And he said to me, oh, yeah, but he said, have I given him, have I given him a free kick yet? And I said, well, no. He said, well, shut up then. Get on with the game. I was like, okay. I was like, uh, but no, you, you're top referee, Coops. He's probably the best, to be honest with you. Okay, then. I, I can't give you a moment. It's, I've got a clue. Finally, we come on to our predictions for this Saturday. So, Stoke away, notoriously difficult place to go. Cardiff 9-1. Only sensible suggestions, please, Nathan. <laughs> um, go on then, Blake. We'll come to you first, seeing as though you're so eager to predict the Cardiff City win. 1-1 one, one draw written all over it, isn't it? Paul? No idea. <laughs> Every week. We're crap at predictions. Why do we do it? We'll, we'll get it. We'll... Look, look, it genuinely, and don't, don't laugh at this, it genuinely is, it could be any one of three results, right? And you, that isn't the case, though, because there's no way Wigan were going to win at Cardiff last week. Um, I won't be surprised by a 2-0 Stoke win, a 2-1 Cardiff win, win. or a 1-1 draw. Mm. I, I have no idea with Cardiff at the moment. I reckon it's going to be a nil-nil draw. I reckon I'm going up there to watch a girl this draw. No, Stoke, it's, uh, you know, I'm commentating, so Stoke, Stoke have turned things around a bit. Mm. But again, they're finding it difficult because, you know, two or three wins for them doesn't automatically, and then one or two losses <laughs> just puts you back into the same position, right? So it, it's it's it's... Really difficult game, but you know, O'Neill's done fantastically well with them. You have to say, yeah, and where they are, where they were. Um, well, they got very good players there. Players, oh, they got, they got, a, they got, a, they got I mean, a top uh, four uh, squad. Any decent manager right? would get that team. Uh, top four team. squad for sure. They, they should be in it with Fulham, Leeds, West Brom, ourselves. You yeah. know, they, they they've got a very very good squad. But if you look at something like Brentford, it comes down to how you play. Yeah, right. It's how you play. Yeah. is the be-all and end-all. So, I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw. Well, we shall see. Thank you all once again for listening. Thank you and for thanks, Patrick, questions. the Cardiff fan. And th- <laughs> thanks, Patrick, the work experience lad is in. Uh, I'm looking at us doing our podcast. Big today, blue, so. big blue. Big blue. Uh, make sure you leave us reviews and keep up to date with all the Cardiff City news at Wales Online. <laughs>